Guys, we're not going to change anything. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook combined for 78 points and multiple assists. So, And we beat the Brooklyn Nets, so everything is perfect. We don't have to change anything except for we're not going to play Matthews. And we're just going to try to shoot Bertans out of a slump while we lose this basketball game. That's exactly what we're going to do because everything is perfect because they scored 78 and beat the Brooklyn Nets. That's what our coach said. I don't like it, guys. But hey, welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets the chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, let's get to this game. Guys, I just want to say, look, I told you. I tweeted it on Twitter hours before the game that I thought that they should start Mo Wagner instead of Robin Lopez. I want to talk about two matches. I want to talk about Mo Wagner and Robin Lopez. Then I want to talk about Bartons and Matthews. But you know what? First, let's get to the stats. Bradley Bill played 37 minutes. Uh, He had... He was 58% from the field, 14 of 24, uh, 6 of 12 from 3 for 50%. Uh, He's 3 of 5 from the free to line for 60%. He ended with 37 points, 4 assists, and 2 total rebounds, and a block. He had 4 turnovers. Um, So that's what Bradley Bill did last night. Look, we know he can fill it up and score. No surprise there. Russell Westbrook. Uh, He was 10 of, excuse me. Uh, Russell was 7 of 15 from the field for 46%, 1 of 3 from the three-point line for 33%, 2 of 2 from the free throw line for 100%. Russell Westbrook only shooting two free throws is egregious. Uh, he had 11 rebounds, oh, I'm sorry, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, he also had four turnovers. So they had eight combined turnovers. Um, that's good because they had seven in the first half. Um, so that means they took care of the ball for the most part after that. Um what I will say about Russell Westbrook is um, he does look like he's back as far as his explosiveness and his speed, uh, things like that. I wish that he was a little bit more aggressive uh, in the last, you know, six minute, five minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, he seemed to kind of uh, defer quite a bit. And I'm not saying that Bradley Beal isn't the first option. He obviously is. Um, but he did not try to assert himself much uh, throughout the game. Uh, throughout the fourth quarter, I'm sorry, and I just think that he could have done a little bit more, been a little bit more aggressive. He took 15 shots. Bradley Beal took 24. I mean, Rui Hachimura almost took his means. He did it at 12. Um, so that's something I noticed. Rui Hachimura, honorable mention, he was 10 of 12 from the field for 83%, 75% from the three-point line, three of four. He was outstanding. Uh, he had 24 points uh, and a block, uh, one assist, five rebounds. Look, I will say this. He shut me up. I have been very skeptical of him throughout the first 15, 16 games. I just did not think he was really that good. Um, Of course, right after the podcast that I say that, he goes up and puts up 24 um, and 5. So uh, I do want to say, hey, maybe I'm wrong about him. You know, I I don't know. Uh, We'll see going forward. But uh, nighting of 24 and 5 and 34 minutes, 83% uh, from the field, 75% from 3. That makes me, it gives me calls to pause and say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I was wrong. 
Uh, Denny Avdia, uh, he was five of six from the field, 83%, uh, two of three from three for 66%. You know, so he had 13 points and seven rebounds uh, and three assists. I was happy that Denny got there and got some rebounds. Uh, for context, guys, Robin Lopez had one rebound. One. That's just egregious. He's too doggone big to have one rebound. But anyway, so that was a few stats. I do want to talk about Denny, Garrison, Moe, and Lopez um, as far as that is concerned. So we'll talk about that right after this. Okay, guys. So like I said, I said this hours before that they should start Moe Wagner instead of Robin Lopez and just try it. Just try it. It doesn't hurt to mix it up and do something. And that is in the immediate aftermath of winning the Brooklyn Nets game. See, the Brooklyn Nets game should make you think, see, everything is fine. What the Brooklyn Nets game should have done is say, this is a dynamic duo. If we can get the right pieces and fit around them, then maybe we can make some kind of win streak and make a run to make the playoffs. But instead, Scott Brooks said, screw it. Everything's perfect. We're going to do everything the same. We've got the start, same starting lineup. Guys, you tell me who you think should start. For, seriously. Russell Westbrook gets the chip at always and forever. Or, or on my YouTube channel. I want you to tell me what you think. I'm a person who believes in stats. I believe in advanced stats. But I also believe in the eye test. I just want to be honest with everyone. Some people hate one or the other. I think that you should, you should use both. I am an advocate. I watch the games. I think about what I feel as, 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 as far as the eye test is concerned. Then I go to the advanced stats. And if the advanced stats and the eye test match, I let everyone know. I let you know. If the advanced stats and my eye test do not match, you never hear it from me. Now, guys, we all know what the eye test tells us. Now, let's look at the advanced stats. First, I'm going to give you Robin Lopez. Now, I want to point this out first. Robin Lopez has paid 305 minutes. That's almost three times as much as Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner's only played 115 minutes. So I do want to say that first. But hear me out. Robin Lopez in his 305 minutes, he has a PER of 15.4, a true shooting percentage of 67%. His rebound percentage at seven foot tall is 12%. Now, here's where we get into the advanced part. Robin Lopez has a negative 0.55 offensive box plus minus. We thought he would be better defensively when Bryant got hurt. Please, Bryant, recover well, come back stronger than ever. But when Thomas Bryant got hurt, we said, this is a big loss. Robin Lopez should be better defensively. Robin Lopez's defensive blocks plus minus is a negative 1.8, which gives him a total plus minus of a negative 2.3. A negative 2.3. Now, here's where my eye test met the stats. Mo Wagner in his 115 minutes has a PER of 18.3 compared to Robin Lopez's 15.4. Mo Wagner has a 77% true shooting percentage compared to Robin Lopez's 67% true shooting percentage. 
Mo Wagner has a 14% rebound rate, rebound percentage versus Robin Lopez is 12%. Mo Wagner has a positive 0.6 offensive blocks plus minus compared to Robin Lopez's zero, negative 0.5 on offense. Mo Wagner has a positive 0.4 defensive blocks plus minus compared to Robin Lopez's negative 1.8 defensive box plus minus giving mo wagner a positive plus minus of 1.0 and rob compared to robin lopez's negative 2.3 plus minus a difference of 3.3 so the eye test matches the advanced stats so you guys tell me i mean what do you think I mean, to me, it says the eye test matches the stats, so why not try it? Because another thing is Robin Lopez clogs the lane, so he's hurting you offensively because what does Russell Westbrook want to do? He wants to get to the rack. He wants a pick and pop, which he can do with Mo Wagner. He can get to the rim with Mo Wagner, or he can call for the pick and pop with Mo Wagner. So... Lopez is clogging up your paint and losing on defense. So you tell me, Scott Brooks, why? What has Robin Lopez done to just earn the fact that he's just plain and simple, no questions asked, the starting center after Thomas Bryant went down? Why? Give me one reason. And the reason can't be he's a vet. He's not playing like one. Give me one good reason why Robin Lopez has just solidified the starting spot despite all the stats saying Mo Wagner is much better. Again, caveat, Mo Wagner's only played 115 minutes. But hey, to me, that's also on Scott Brooks. Now let's move further. Because I want to talk about Bertons and Matthews. Look, I want you guys to understand. I know Bertons is 6'10", and Matthews is only 6'5", 6'4", 6'5". But he's 6'5", he's tough as nails, he works hard, he fights over screens, he does all of those things. And Bertons is too weak to guard fours and fives, and he's too slow to guard wings. So I want you guys to understand, I know Matthews isn't the Bertons body. Why are you comparing the two players? I know they're not. But I do know the eye test matches the advanced stats. I do know that Garrison Matthews shot 2 of 5 from 3 for 40% and Davis Burton shot 2 of 10. 40% and 20%. I do know the advanced stats. Now let's look at Davis Burton's and Matthews. Let me give you Davis Bertans first. Again, Davis Bertans, obviously, because Scott Brooks is just allergic to low or to Mo Wagner and Matthews. Bertans is only has played 350 minutes. Matthews has played 213 minutes. So again, I want to start off by saying Bertans has played significantly more minutes. Okay. Bertans has a PER of 8.6. He has a 
50.8% true shooting percentage. He has a negative 1.5 offensive box plus minus. Yes, the sniper, the $80 million sniper, a negative 1.5 on offense. He has a defensive box plus minus of a negative 3.2, giving him a total box minus of a negative 4.8 on the court when he's on the court. Garrison Matthews has played 213 minutes. Let's compare. Garrison Matthews' PER, 16.7, compared to Berton's is 8.6. Matthews' true shooting percentage is 66%, compared to Berton's is 50.8%. Matthews has a positive 0.7 on offense versus Berton's is negative 1.5. And Matthews has a positive... 0.4 0.4 on defense compared to Berton's is negative 3.2. Guys, that gives Matthews a positive 1.1 in the box on the court and Berton's a negative 4.8. Guys, that's a difference of 5.9. Matthews is five on the on the plus minus scale per 100 possessions. Matthews is 5.9. 5.9 possessions better than Davis Bertans. I, guys, the eye test matches. Plain and simple. I, I, I just, I don't understand. Here's the thing. I'm not saying bench Bertans never play him. I'm not saying that Matthews has to play way more than Bertans. I'm saying a disparity of 30 minutes to Bertans and 15 minutes to Matthews is egregious when they both have the same do- job, which is to snipe from the three-point line, except for Matthews is better on defense and is doing it better right now. It just doesn't make any sense. It do- I, I just can't think of... Why Scott Brooks would do this. Why he's just so allergic to Matthews and Mo Wagner. Look, I get it. The player's coach, he trusted me, yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, Scott Brooks is getting paid to win basketball games. That's the truth. Was Russell Westbrook... Not as aggressive as I want him to be in the four, late in the fourth. Yes. Early in the game, did it kind of seem like the, the team didn't come out to play? Yes. But what do both Mo Wagner and Matthews give you? They give you energy. Just try Mo. I'm not saying start Matthews. I'm not saying start Matthews. But try Mo Wagner. Maybe he won't come out flat because you want to know who he he feeds off of? Russ. Him and Russ together, that is fun to watch. Their attitudes and everything that they bring to the basketball court is just a ton of fun. And when you throw Matthews out there with Mo Wagner and Russell Westbrook, it's a ton of fun, guys. They enjoy playing with him and he enjoys playing with them. So, the stats 
match the eye test. We've got to mix it up. I mean, Bertans is shooting 33% from the field, and he's shooting 31% from three. I mean, he has an effective field goal percentage of 47%. Guys, that is just terrible. It's just terrible. For his, in comparison for his career, he shoots 43% from the field and 40% from three. I mean, he's even shooting 77% from the free throw line this year, and he usually shoots 84% from the free throw line. His effective field goal percentage is usually 58%. This year, it is 47%. I'm not saying don't play him. I'm saying he doesn't have to play 30. Put him on a minutes restriction. Do what you have to do. I understand you want to shoot him out of a slump, but you don't have to do it with him playing 30 minutes while he's getting eaten alive on defense. I mean, a defensive plus minus of a negative... Four point eight. That's just so bad. I I just can't even think about. That's terrible. Literally, they were hunting him, and Brooks just left them in there. Whoever Bertans was guarding, they basically said, "Here." I will. When I'm talking about defense, I want to say this. I understand what Russell Westbrook was trying to do on the Lillard dunk. Because the Wizards defense has done that all season long. I personally don't like it. They funnel anyone on in the corners near the sideline to the baseline. And the big is supposed to help there. The big did not come. The big was late. Lillard gets the dunk. But I would have much rather him just... Looked at what time of the game it was and the score and just tried to just de- stand straight up and just DM up. Not stand straight up, but, you know, just square with him and just try to play defense rather than funnel. I get that that's what their defense is. I absolutely can't stand it because more times than not, even when it was Bryant, that rotational big is late or doesn't come. So the fact that it's still a part of their defense and it just almost never seems to happen. Is beyond me. He should just, he should have just played him straight up. But that's their, that's their defense. He tried the funnel. The help didn't come. Lillard dunk. He flexed a little bit. It's always fun to watch those two play together. Another thing on defense. I don't know why Bill just kept leaving Gary Trent Jr. I just, I just couldn't figure out why he just kept leaving him wide open. Um, it was like he was starting off too far off of him. Like he doesn't shoot 41% from three for his career. And they had Bill on him. And Bill was like starting off basically in the paint while he was standing in the corner. And that's way too much space. And nothing was having to happen. They were just passing the ball and he was just firing it up. He couldn't recover fast enough. I didn't really understand but they were doing that from the beginning, which makes me look straight at Scott Brooks and say, so this was our defensive plan? I mean, unless everyone threw out the defensive plan to start the game, they were leaving him wide open from the beginning. Yes, holding the players accountable, we do that all game long. Russ, why are you turn the ball over? Bill, why are you dribbling so much? Come on, Bertans, you got to hit those. 
But some stuff you look at and you have to look at Scott Brooks when you look at it as a collection and say, the hell is going on in that locker room, bro? They came out leaving them wide open, especially him. How does a scouting report not say, keep your hip on Trent Jr.'s hip, period? No space. No space. This game was irritating. But guys, we have the Miami Heat tonight. Of course, I will look at the injury report as soon as it comes out um, at 1.30. Uh, Russell Westbrook usually sits out the second night of a back-to-back. I have not heard word on that yet, but I will definitely check and let everyone know right away. Um, I'm going to look at the look at that because also we're not sure if Neto will suit up. If you don't have Russell Westbrook, uh, Ish Smith probably get the start. So then you've got to look at Winston uh, to play those backup uh, minutes. Um, so I will check on that as well and let you guys know. But the Miami Heat is up next. They are an injury-riddled team. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they're still a pretty good team. Um, so we'll have to see what we can do get done versus them. Let's get back on a win streak. But guys, this is where I'll break things. Please remember, subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, and much, much more. So please hit that subscribe button. If you like in-game analysis, you like videos, you like seeing things like that of the Washington Wizards and Russell Westbrook, please, please follow me and subscribe to me on YouTube, J-Rock Soccer, and Basketball Sessions. I think you guys will enjoy it if that's the kind of thing you like. So please, please subscribe. If you watch a video, please click like. That helps to push my video out even more. I would really, really appreciate it. But guys, again, the Miami Heat tonight at, I believe, at 7 p.m. Should be a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. And as always, until next time, peace.